Let us pray. God, thank you for this time to think about uh, the balancing of our life. Lord, thank you for all that you have created us to be and that we may live into that fully. Lord, open our hearts and minds. Let us receive what you have to speak to us this day. We pray this in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we are making our way through... uh, The series, Making Room for Life, we've talked about uh, the Sabbath rest and taking rest. We've talked about ridding ourselves from stress. We're talking about having balance with our sleep and our relationships and our work. And today, we're going to talk about play. So we're going to have a little fun with that. Um, When I was a kid, uh, growing up, I grew up in Garden Grove, not too far from here. And my house had a gate that opened up to a park. And so that was really fun to have a park right behind my my house. And I would often go and play at that park. And there's a lot of other things that I remember playing. You might want to think back to your childhood. What are the the kinds of games, kinds of things that you played with? I remember playing marbles with my friends. I remember playing hide and seek. I had a lot of army men, so I remember playing army men with my friends. And the interesting thing about, like, army men is that you have to be creative, don't you? I mean, it's not, there's nothing set up. There's no game set up. You just have all these army men, and then you get together with your friend, and somehow, I don't know, you have a war together or something. You know? and I remember, like, you know, and throwing your, your army men like halfway across the room, and then you couldn't find them because they went behind the couch or something. You know? Just the, the crazy, fun things that you do as a child, just playing and having fun. I remember playing uh, basketball on the basketball hoop that my dad put up. I remember playing ping pong on the ping pong table that my dad actually made. He made a ping pong table for us. I remember playing darts on my dartboard. It was so fun to have these times of playing. One of the wonderful things that I talked about here about children is their creativity, their imagination, their energy, their, their youthfulness, right? Their fun that they bring. If you've ever, you know, Christmas is never the same when you have little ones, is it? It's a completely different energy. And, and when you get together, if you have family gatherings, you know that when you get together and there's little kids, it changes the whole dynamic of the family gathering. If it was just adults, it would be one thing. But when kids are involved, it's like a totally different thing. I remember when uh, we'd get together, I had this one niece, and me and my cousin, we were really kind of cruel to her. She had this knit dress on one time. And we had these little ping pong balls that had the Velcro on it. <laughs> you know where we're going with this, right? And we would throw the ping pong balls, and they would stick on her dress. And she'd take them off. She was like maybe two years old. And she, she'd take them off, and she'd hand them back to us. And she'd start to run away, and we'd throw them at her again. And then she'd see them, and she would take them off and give them back to us. I don't know how long this game went on, but it was pretty fun for us. I don't know how fun it was for her, but, you know, <laughs> the things you do as a kid. But kids bring around about that energy and that, that enthusiasm and that, that playfulness, don't they? You know, it's interesting that nowadays, did you know that so many places plan your birthday parties for you now? I mean, you can go to Disneyland, you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you go to McDonald's, they'll do the birthday party for you. But what that does, that takes away from the creativity. I know some of you are really creative and love throwing a party. Or you love to include your child and say, what do you want your party to be like? Right? The the imagination, what do you want to do? Let's us think of it. Let's us do it. This morning, I want to talk about two things. How oftentimes in our society, we are taking away this opportunity for children to be creative and to play. And we ourselves have forgot as adults what it means to play. And so we're going to talk about those two things. 
So the first thing we're talking about, lost creativity. In today's culture, so many things are planned out for our children. All their activities almost are planned out. And because of this, they have lost much of the art of being creative and imaginative. Um, you know what exists today, right? You got TV, you got Nintendo, you got cell phones. How much do these techno technological things command our child's attention now, taking them away from that time of imagination, that time of play. I remember when I was a kid, I would get on my bike and I would ride down the street to my friend's house and we would just play whatever all day long. Now I know in today's society, because of how dangerous our world is, is parents are afraid to just send their kids out now without any supervision. I mean, you probably remember that too, just going and playing, no supervision all day. I'd go to the park and I'd play football or I'd do whatever, and I would be gone all day. I couldn't imagine having my children do that now, just letting them go out and just being gone all day when they were, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. When I was 12 and 13, I had my own paper route, you know, and I would just write off and I would do it all by myself. Now, there's so much supervision, a need for supervision, that how often are our children trapped in the home or in their own bedroom, and then they turn to the the cell phone, to the computer, to the TV, and it'd be so difficult. I remember at times when our children were younger and uh, they'd get too much into the computer or into um, the TV or something and we'd take it away for a while. And at first, they wouldn't know what to do. They'd look at us like, well, what are we supposed to do, right? And we're like, well, go play, go do something, right? But it didn't take them long to get back to that place where they were creative and imaginative. Uh, Tyler and Tiffany, one time, they, uh, they put together this makeshift carnival for Tammy and I to come to. And we had a lot of fun playing in the carnival. And Ta uh, Tiffany would regularly put out her books and she'd create this library. And then Ta Tammy and I would go and we would check out books from her library. I mean, what fun those things are. In fact, Tiffany was watching uh, videos of, of the kids not too long ago. It was fun just watching them having fun playing, being creative, being imaginative, thinking of their own games or for their own things. That is very healthy for the mind of a child, and we are taking that away in many ways from our children. We need to be careful not to overplan and overschedule for our children. Second area where our children need help is in leadership skills. Jill Steinberg, Associate Specialist in Child Development at the University of Wisconsin-Madison writes the following. A lot of the activities that kids have access to are very highly structured and not structured by kids themselves, but by adults. Normally, kids run games themselves if they are allowed to, but we've got them in structured daycare and structured school settings, so they really have few opportunities to manage their activities on their own. But these are important experiences. By directing the activity, you learn how to negotiate rules, you learn to referee yourself, you learn how to take control and exercise leadership. When children learn how to become leaders as they're growing up and they're planning games and they're organizing things, there's nothing like watching. Tammy and I were walking the other night and there was these three girls playing in the front yard and you could hear one of the girls was definitely the leader. <laughs> and she was controlling what the others were doing, right? But that's really good when kids do that. It develops their leadership skill. And oftentimes we overplan 
and we don't allow them to be leaders. What if we let our, our children think of some things for our church to do? What if we let the kids plan the bridge builder activities? Right? What if we tell them, what do you want us to do as a church? And we actually do something that a child did. What is a song that you want us to sing? And maybe we even have one of the kids up here singing with us. What if we incorporate our children more and let them be leaders even when they're little? That is so important for us to do more and more. Next area is conflict management skills. Now this goes along with um, the leadership skills. And uh, you might not think it's important for children, but it's very important for them to learn how to uh, resolve conflict, right? I mean, if you're going to allow your child to be creative, be imaginative, to play in unstructured ways, inevitably there's going to be conflict, right? <laughs> They're going to have disagreements. They're not going to agree on what to do together. They're not going to agree on who gets the toy right now, right? And I have to confess, I was guilty of this all too often as adults, as a parent, as a grandparent, you jump in immediately and you resolve the conflict for them, right? Because it's not fun to listen to your children fight. You don't want them to fight. Now, you definitely don't want them to, you know, like get in a fist fight or anything, right? Or punch or scratch or bite or whatever they do, right? You don't want it to get that far, but you should give them some time to try to work it out. Listen in, kind of be not too far away. Listen in, kind of let them work it out. And if it doesn't, then when you come in to negotiate with them, let them be part of the solution. Don't just solve it for them. We do that all too often. We do that all too often. And because of that, they don't learn how to resolve conflict. And so when kids grow up and they don't know how to resolve conflict, then they have difficulty resolving conflict as adults. They have, they're afraid to even be in any kind of conflict when they're an adult. Fourth area is health. Medical doctor Paul Roche writes this, Childhood as we formally recognize it is rapidly becoming extinct. There's less and less free time for playing with others and learning how to develop friendships and social skills. This again goes back to our over-planning our schedules and our activities for our children. In the last 20 years, there's been a new field that has been growing, and that is children and stress. Children and stress. I mean, I, think about it. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I don't remember having any stress in my life. When I was a kid, I don't remember people talking about stress. Do you? I mean, that was not an issue when we were growing up. It is an issue now. Kids are dealing with great amount of stress now because of a lot of what we have done an editor of Healthy Kids magazine says, whether they're running off to childcare, preschool, playdates, or after-school activities, many children today are overscheduled. While they undoubtedly benefit from a variety of activities, children can suffer from burnout and overcommitment and experience stress, just like adults. Apostle Paul, read the yellow with me. He says in 1 Corinthians 6.12, I have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Now, this particular verse is talking about uh, food and, and you know, eating different kinds of foods and stuff, but it also talks about the general area of what are we to allow into our lives. You know, over-planning for your children is not morally wrong, in a sense, but it does 
have, can have negative effects if they're too overscheduled, if they're too busy, if they don't have enough playtime, if they don't have enough creative time, if they don't have enough downtime and alone time and just being able to be a kid. And it can affect them emotionally and physically in different ways. Child psychologist David Elkine says, overscheduling is a major cause for kids, for stress in kids. Kids need planned activities, but they also need a good amount of family time and solo playtime. And the last area I want to talk about in terms of children is uh, finances. You know, when we overschedule activities, it becomes very expensive, doesn't it? All the activities that they're part of, you have to pay for. And then all of the, the things that are required to be a part of it is, is, is very expensive, right? And then families have, have multiple vehicles because they're driving, right? You're going this way today, and I'm going this way. And then, you know, then I'll pick up Junior, and you'll pick up, right? And then we'll go. And then our schedule is so busy because we're, like, running our kids around to, to 15 different things. And so the family and the child get stressed out in this over... Uh, planned activity, and then it affects financially because we spend so much money on all the things that we want them to do. Everything is so expensive. Um, Jesus gives sound advice when he says in Luke 14, 28, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? I mean, shouldn't we look through and say, you know, we don't have money to do 15 different things, so we're going to do three different things. And you say to your child, what three things do you want to do? Or what, you know, whatever number you choose, right? And even if you have enough money to do everything, it's not healthy for the child to do everything. Or if you already started them doing everything, it's difficult to say, oh, now what do you want to not do anymore? Right, and make them make that choice, and that creates stress in the family and on the child. And so all these areas, as a church, we should be there as well. We should be supporting our families. We should be supporting our, our parents. We should be supporting our children. Maybe in our, in our times with our children, in our Sunday school, and our bridge builders, and all the different things we do, maybe we should have just free playtime, right? The, the last 10 minutes is just going to be free play, or, or whatever, whatever that is. So we give them more time to say, what, you create the game, and you create the rules of the game. <laughs> you ever watched a child create rules for a game? It's really interesting to play a game that a child makes up the rules. <laughs> and most of the time, the rules change as the game goes along, <laughs> right, to their benefit, right? I remember that. My, my parents once bought me a shirt. This is no joke. I literally had a shirt that said, you're losing the game, change the rules, <laughs> Because that's what I would do when I would create games. I would change the rules for my benefit so that I would win the game. But still, they have fun. They have fun doing that. Well, another thing that we shouldn't forget is us as adults. That we, too, as adults, need to remember that we were created to play. We are created to have fun. All too often, we, we have all these responsibilities in our life, and we get so serious, and we take life so seriously that we forget to play. We forget that life is supposed to be fun. King Solomon said this in Ecclesiastes 3.4, there's a time to weep and a time to laugh. I don't think you could laugh enough 
in the day. Laughter is good. Laughter is healthy. Laughter can bring healing. Laughter is very important. And all too often, we are too serious in life, and we don't allow ourselves to have time to have fun and to play. I think it's good to read this passage again. It'll be the third time that you heard it. And that's good, because I don't think we hear this enough, and we allow this to be a part of our life. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. What great status he gave children in that. Not only did he allow them to come to him, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he's too busy. He doesn't have time for children. Because remember, in that society, especially children were nothing. I mean, children were a property. Parents would sell off their children if they were, you know, struggling financially. Children were literally considered, in many ways, property. And Jesus raised them up to a level of importance. He said, no, bring the children to me. Such as these is the kingdom. Why? Because their faith is so pure. And their energy and their enthusiasm, what they bring to us, they remind us of how we are created to have fun in life and to play. And we can't forget that. If you ever think you're too serious, go hang out with some children. I mean, seriously, go hang out with children. When I was uh, a youth director, I had four different groups. I had a fourth through sixth grade group, a junior high group, a high school group, and a college group. And that was my weekly schedule, hanging out with all of those kids every week. And then summer came, and you know what I did during the summer? I'd take them to the Magic Mountain. I'd take them to the Raging Waters. I'd take them to the beach. I'd have pool parties. I'd have pizza parties, right? That was my schedule. That was my life. Now, too much play maybe is not always good for an adult, you know? It's like, sometimes you're like, can we have a conversation? I need an adult conversation. I really need to talk to an adult, right? I've been around kids too much. But if you're not around kids hardly at all, then you forget that other side where you have play, right? His friend the other day, uh, Tiffany, said, I've never been to Magic Mountain. So we went to Magic Mountain. Have you ever been to Magic Mountain lately? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like one thrill ride after another. And we actually went on the worst ride of the whole park, the first ride. And Tiffany's like, are all the rides like that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so. I think they get a little better. And then there was no line. So like every 15 minutes, we're going on another ride. And my stomach is just like, oh, my gosh. I said, let's, oh, that one has an hour line. You know, who likes to wait in lines, right? But I'm like, can we go on that line and wait an hour? <laughs> I was like, I can't do this every 15 minutes. But just going and playing and having fun and riding roller coasters again, it was a great time and a great reminder that life should be play. I took a day off to, be with, to hang out with my daughter and have fun and to play. Oh, lost my thought there, huh? Um, as my children were growing up, they would always ask me to, to play with them, and I really enjoyed them playing. And you know when kids are young, what do they usually get for birthdays and Christmas? They usually get toys and games, right? And I remember there'd be times when I was playing with their toys and games, like, Dad, Dad, can I play with my toy, please? <laughs> well, I have to try it out. I have to make sure that it works okay and it's not broken. And, right? We get back to that time when we're playing with their toys and we're playing with them. There's nothing like getting down on the child's level and playing with them 
that just completely refocuses your, your mind on what life is about, right? It's about relationship. It's about having fun and enjoying this life that God has given us. Uh, our family likes to play games. A couple of games we love to play is Who Knew and Loaded Questions. And the, the great thing about, the, about these games is um, they're not only fun games, but they're the kinds of games that you actually get to know uh, each other. Right? They're answer games. You have to come up with answers and guess things about each other and stuff. So they're fun games, but they also build relationship. And oftentimes, we were with my aunt and uncle last night, and we played games with them, and we often play games with them um, when we're with them. We, we have to be intentional, right, about making uh, fun in your life, bringing fun into your life and playing more. Last weekend, Tyler's girlfriend was here for the weekend. It was fun to have her around. And we went out to dinner on Saturday, and then um, afterwards we came back and had some dessert, and then uh, we pulled out Guitar Hero. I don't know if you know what Guitar Hero is. It's a Wii game, a TV game. And so you have this, this makeshift guitar, and it has buttons, and you're supposed to, oh, actually the button's over here, and you have buttons, and as the song is playing, it shows on the guitar what buttons you're supposed to play. So we pulled out Guitar Hero, and we were playing Guitar Hero for a while, and it was a lot of fun. And they pulled out the game Just Dance. I don't know if you know, but Just Dance isn't a fun, just a fun game. It's like a cardio activity. I mean, they're literally like moving and dancing and, you know, moving around. And it's not only fun, but it's cardio work, too. It's exercise. You know, do that more and more and more with your family. I hope you play a lot with your family. Or find a family that has younger children and say, hey, can I hang out with you and play with you guys for a while? <laughs> they might look at you a little strange at first, right? But you're like, no, I need to play more, right? I need to play. I need my fix for play. Come on. Right? We need to make play a priority in our life. I don't think I can stress that enough. I mean, God created us to laugh. God created us to enjoy life. God created us to have fun. And these are all experiences so we're going to take a moment, and we're going to play a game real quick. You might know the game name Balderdash. Uh, the rules of the game is you have a card. It has a word. It has the actual definition on it. And everyone else is supposed to make up their own definition. So it's the creativity, right? So you make up a definition of the word. And then the reader collects them all and reads them all. And then the players have to guess which one is the actual definition. And let's say Erlinda wrote a definition. And, and Carol, guessed, not knowing, guessed Erlinda's definition. Then Erlinda would get a point. And then ultimately, you know, you read the definition. Now, we have too many people to play the game like that. But we're going to play the game. I'm just going to just do a couple words. I'm going to give you a word, and I'm going to give you three choices. And then you have to try to figure out which is the real word, OK? So the first word is niggle, N-I-G-G-L-E, niggle. And here's the three choices. A, a stingy or covetous person. B, someone who spends too much effort in minor details. C, a silly wink. So how many of you think it's A, a stingy or covetous person? Anyone think it's A? We've got a few A's. Anybody think it's B, someone who spends too much effort on minor details? OK, we've got a few B's. And C, um, a silly wink. Anyone think it's C? OK. Well, the answer is B. It was B, someone who spends too much time, effort on minor details. Second word, versant, F-E-R-S-A-N-T, versant. A, a type of worm. B, a risk taker, or C, to be mentally engaged, percent. A, type of worm, B, a risk taker, C, to be mentally engaged. How many think it's A? Any A's out there? 
A type of worm. No one thinks it's a worm. Okay, B, a risk taker. Anyone think it's B, a risk taker? We got a couple. Okay, and C, to be mentally engaged. Very good. It was C. It was C. Good job. I tried to pick words you didn't know. Maybe you knew those words. But anyway, it's fun, right? Fun to play games, to, to challenge yourselves. And this is not only a fun game, but again, it's a game where you learn, right? You learn different words and, and definitions. So I ask you again, how do you seek to be more like a child? You play. You make play a priority. You are intentional in scheduling, and here's the word, playtime in your schedule, right? We know that word for children, right? Oh, my child has a play date, right? Or it has playtime. We schedule playtime into our schedule. I challenge you to do that because that helps us to be balanced in life, right? Rest, worship, not too much time working, have balancing our work, our relationships, deepening our relationships, you know, uh, sleep important, getting the right amount of sleep, and play. And as we balance our schedule in that way, we remove a lot of the stress, we rem remind ourselves how we are created to enjoy this life and not take things too seriously. Because of our overcrowded schedule, we forget to take time to play. We take life too seriously. We cause stress in our own lives, maybe in our family's lives. And we forget what is important. And so let us remember what is important to life, to have this balance, right? So let's pray.